Blog Talk Radio. But I will tell you what's going on. Monday Night Raw put on a decent show, I wouldn't say. On a scale of 1 to 10, this is where I would rank my shows in professional wrestling. You know, from 1 to 10, I'd rank it at a 6 or 7. The end brought a lot of nostalgia back for most of us. Oh, and... uh, here on the list, on the list, who I got on the list. Good God. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say, these computers nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, they're a bit slow, but before I let Lady Lynn on, I got uh, down on the list whose birthday is it, but happy birthday to the one, the only Heartbreak Kid. I've got the look that drives the girls wild. I've got the mood. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Bring in the fight. We'll see about that. Ladies and gentlemen, before I get into it, please welcome to the show now two and a half to going on three months or four months co-host from Michigan, if you will. Lady Lynn. How are we doing tonight? Or can we hear us? Can we hear me? Lady Lynn, how's it going? Technical difficulties, I see. Let me try something, folks. Well, while we're waiting on the acquirement of Lady Lynn, I do want to say tonight's Monday Night Raw emanated from Tampa, Florida. It was a crazy night uh, for a good reason. And 
regarding the 24-7 championship changing hands eight times. That would be a record for a WWE championship. Lady Lynn, are you on the line? See if I can patch her through. While I'm waiting on Lady Lynn, I'm going to see if I can fix things here. Um, let me see here. Catalunja Blaze, Santino Morella, Lillian Garcia, X-Pac, Road Dog, Mark Henry. I have no idea what's going on, but let me see here. Okay. We're in a bit of a funk here, but ladies and gentlemen, we'll try to get this mess unfurled. But while we're doing so, let me see here. Okay. Lady Lynn, can you hear me? Okay, this is a bit awkward. I know that the audience can hear me, but I don't know what the hell is going on. So we're going to try something a little different, folks. She is still the co-host of the show. And we will move on with tonight's show. Just give me one second, folks, while we figure out what's going on. Well, let's see. Tonight emanated from Tampa, Florida. had confrontation with Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns. You had... A lot of confrontations, less promo. Seth Rollins was on the must-see TV show on WWE as they wait for my co-host to call back in. So Seth said on that segment, Brock Lesnar is a wannabe Seth Rollins. I don't think anybody's a wannabe of anybody, but if I try things from Seth's point of view, let's see here. I want to be Seth Rollins. There's a lot of things going on, folks, in a three-hour time frame. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in the main event. Becky on a moment of bliss. I tend to work backwards, folks. Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio. Let's try this again, shall we? Because blog talk is being a bitch like Lacey Evans. Sorry, Chris, I had to. Anyways, let's try this again, and if it doesn't work, well then, tough noggins, folks, I guess I shall run solo, but we'll try this again. Okay, Lady Lynn, testing one, two, testing three, four. There she is. what's up? Okay, dearest. I think Blog Talk, as Granny Hulkster put it, there's some gremlins in the soundboard. Sometimes, folks, you have technical difficulties, but we mustn't let that stop us. So we're going to recap tonight because, well, let's see here. Monday Night Raw, I do not want to go in circles or talk around in circles, so we're going to go on down the list, folks. While pulling it up, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network Monday. 
playing a theme for. By the way, folks, tomorrow or next tomorrow, next week we'll be inviting a familiar, familiar face back to Wrestle Radio Network. Um, not gonna say who, but you know, this person did help along with the guest on the show, and just be bluntly honest. Nights, Monday Night Raw. Okay, so results and grades. We did, Lady Lynn and I did watch this show. The Usos wrapped with John Cena. Okay, well, not going to go into that. Uh, <laughs> the Usos, yeah, I, I, folks, he's he's better off on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grade? And do I miss Cena? Yes and no, no and yes. It, it's a mixed bag like most of Monday Night Raw. So the Usos beat. The revival. Okay. Um, I don't mind, but you know, Lady Lynn, something's askew. Did I just see an arena packed full of people in Tampa, Florida? <laughs> Either something is uh, askew, or it's a case of do not adjust your TV set because I think I saw the same damn thing, B Train, and I can't tell you the last time I saw a Raw with a packed house like that. I don't think I have not seen a WWE arena sell out. And then again, not to be a state, you know, a cynic, but Tampa is where NXT was located and still is. It's where tryouts are held. It's where there's a performance center. And also, folks, Florida does love Hulk Hogan, so that's not uh, you know all the reason to watch Monday Night Raw. So the Usos beat the revival. Um that match I'm sorry. I like the back and forth going on between the Usos and the Revival. I'll give the match its due uh credit where credit's due. These gentlemen put on a good show. You had Devon Dudley managing the revival and you had uh Rikishi, the father of the Usos, you know whatever. So um Holy shit, folks, is all I can say about the 24-7 championship. You had Drake Maverick. He just beat Juzo. He beat R-Truth. He had his wife, Renee, attack, you know, or distract. My bad, not attack, but distract R-Truth. Of course this title likes to change hands, my friend. That's why it's called the 24-7 crap. I mean, title. Um... <laughs> Drew McIntyre, <laughs> as it puts in this report, according to CBS Sports, decimates Cedric Alexander with a reverse Alabama slammer. Um, can you say you bit off more than you can chew, Mr. Alexander? I don't know if they're going to push him like they did Ali. I'll just watch. That's just my thing. Jesus Christ. Okay, the 24-7 championship, folks. Pat Patterson defeat Drake Maverick. All righty then. Um, and then you see an actual match. Uh, the Viking Raiders defeat Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I've never seen two. Well, okay, that's a lie. The the Legion of Doom and DOA. There's been a bunch of big men in tag team history past that Lady Lynn and I know of that are big and athletic, but not quite the same as Heavy Machinery or the Viking Raiders, which that name is still confusing to this day. But hey, it works. Um, it I makes more sense than the Viking experience. 
that sounds like a sexual innuendo on Pornhub, ladies and gents. But you know, that's just me. That's just my take. Hey, it actually hey, sounds you know more what? to me like some kind of vacation getaway. But to each their See, own, right? Well, to each their own. This idiot's going, we do BG. Well, listen here, dickwad. WWE dropped their PG label, and I've never had a PG label. So. If you want to complain, you know, Wrestle underscore radio, we listen to complaints, we listen to bitching, and I do expose those who try and, you know, go toe-to-toe with me verbally, because physically, folks, let's just say, I look like a fucking blob, all right? I can fight to the best of my abilities, but I still need help and training in that, in that department, and my friend will tell, me, tell you, I'm blind, so therefore, if my fist misses your face and hits you in the ball sack, it's not my fault. Um, uh, the 24-7 championship again And I said it changed hands eight times So Gerald Briscoe beat his friend Pat Patterson That was hilarious And then uh, Kelly Kelly uh, Okay, so then we go into Roman Reigns Beating Samoa Joe I think the Lady Lynn, That was probably one of my favorite parts Or points of the show Was Roman and Samoa Joe Threw down, which was great I mean Obviously, I don't know what's going on with the losing streak of Samoa Joe, but I was happy to see an actual brawl inside the ring. It happened, folks, because Samoa Joe came out and said some things about we have Samoans, you know, running around, handing stick masks out to people or stick people out to uh, the crowd, and he was referring to Afa and Sika. Okay. It was, it was, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's in a match of backlash. Come on, CBS Sports, give me a break. All right, Rollins on Miz TV. Now, I, I think that was also another highlight of making fun of uh, Mr. Heyman. I am an advocate. I, you have five seconds to get up the ramp. Five, four, three, two. <laughs> Heyman didn't want none of that. He did not want to get stomped through the ramp. And I I kind of can't blame him, B-Train. I don't think a stomp through a steel ramp would feel too good. Do you? Yeah, but then again, Heyman's face would get stuck in the grates because he's so fat. And look, <laughs> I respect Paul. I respect you, my friend. I can't say friend. I respect you, my colleague. But there's something wrong with your client. Does he have uh, a tenderitis? You know, he can't attend a show, and which would have been okay the last time he did ruin it when Hogan and the Legends were there. But uh, uh let's see. yeah, no, so I, don't I was kind of glad. That's the problem. I, I I think it's a. I think he's allergic to work. Only if the price is right, will he actually. Oh, you know, take his medicine and show up to defend that title, be trained. You know, I, I have the same sentiment, but different wording. Um, we kind of predicted that this would happen, that he will only show up when it comes time for SummerSlam. And it's you guys only, the company, I'm not going to get into the spiel just yet. Okay, oh, wow, Alundra Blaze, then Million Dollar Man, then... A match. This is so much, you know, to take in for the three hours. So, 
Rey Mysterio beat Sami Zayn. Big shocker because they kind of did a Heath Slater. They pulled a new ginger snap. I mean, Sami Zayn, that was the name of the mixed match challenge for those of you who did not watch that shit. Um, anyways, okay, so Million Dollar Man buys the 24-7 championship. So Seth Rollins beats AJ Styles via disqualification because the club got involved. It's only been an hour into this, and I think WWE did a masterful job of mixing it up a little bit. I mean, they got a long ways to go to help their case of impressing us. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad show. I mean, they let Stone Cold loose. They finally let Samoa Joe loose on the mic. I think what you're seeing, because it was stated earlier today in an article on WordPress and also another article saying... We're going to give them a fight. I think it's cute and endearing that Mr. McMahon is trying to, well, not trying, he is emphasizing that he is bringing a fight to AEW. So he had to, I didn't know this, but folks, Raw has, you know, over, uh, you know, 1,000 episodes, so it's 1,365. And that's why they have the Raw reunion. It makes sense. And normally I, I bash. I still do. I'm more of a cynic than anything, folks, and Lady Lynn knows this. When your company's in the shitter, grab a reunion. And then your company's and in somehow the shitter. That, you know, somehow, and it somehow that's going to pull it back up out of the shitter. Well, <laughs> that that formula seems to work, so... That it does when you have a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Imagine this, folks. The Undertaker did at one point go to AEW to see what this whole, you know, was all about. Some people forget that. Some people would like to point out that, well, he's WWE. Folks, in case you haven't forgotten, at Hall of Fame, which I was at and attended, could tell you from experience, Hunter did quote, and I quote, say, we're not worried to, you know, keep chanting that because that Pizham company will not last longer than five years and then some old man will own the rights to them. I don't, you know, okay, look, competition is healthy, is what some people may say. But after watching tonight's show, okay, I don't know what to make of it, but at least I can tell you all is they're trying. Okay. That's the best way I can put this because I can't really put into words how glad I was to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and all those people standing on the on the rampway. Mark Henry, Mick Foley, the boogeyman of all people. <laughs> a lot of greats A lot of greats And a lot of childhood favorites For sure you had It's a wonderful drunk on nostalgia Right? Well I mean I think it was More or less a pride thing Because WWE 
They're mainstream wrestling. A lot of the times they get criticized about they don't do this, they don't do that. Nah, I get it. You know, <laughs> some people have said, all right, they canceled their subscription to the WWE Network. I think what you fail to understand is that NXT is still in existence. And some say, well, it's not as good as the NXT that it once was. Once was? Okay, well... I just... Look, you can't recreate the magic from the Attitude Era or the Rock and Roll Era, which was nonstop, in-your-face, new, innovative... Things like In Your House and uh, Bad Blood or random things, random shows, random storylines. I use that word a lot. But just as spontaneous, you know, spontaneity was a thing in WWE, and that's what fans loved because they kept us guessing, you know, be on the edge of your seat. And if you didn't have a seat belt, you'd fall over because of how awesome the show Once Upon a Time was. And it took a legend show, you know, because they're trying so desperately to drop the PG label with Stone Cold saying the word shit, you know, and getting bleeped <laughs> out. Boy, does that take me back, huh? It took us all back because, yeah, they'd bleep him out for saying that even back during the Attitude Era, not just that. Stone Cold Steve Austin, all he has to say is give me a hell yeah, and he gets a fucking pop. Not just <laughs> the pop. Not just that. It's just you can't, as a kid growing up watching that shit, you know, back in 97 when he drive the Zamboni into the Joe, and he drove it all the way in there, and he tacky just beat the ever-living crap out of Vince McMahon. That was the moment that changed the course of wrestling history part of. But I... I must say I was happy to see Ric Flair, even though... I, I think it's been a while since we've seen Rick on TV. I was happy to see, you know, Hogan, Hurricane. There's just the whole list of people that we were all, you know, thrilled to see on USA Network tonight. Why? Because in October, folks, boy, you know, Wrestle Radio Network's going to have a lot to talk about, a lot to chat about. So we're going to be cranking out guests. Believe me, I've been saying it for weeks, and I know I haven't been coming through on my promises, folks, but that's another story for another fucking show. Tonight, let's focus on tonight. Graves was not as over the top as he normally can be <laughs> when he's sitting at the announce table spouting off whatever um, babble he's supposed to relay to the audience. Renee is the same, you know, not totally boring, not totally great, but she's get, you know, she's doing more than most people uh, that are sitting on their ass critiquing her about, you know, announcing. Uh, Michael Cole. Oh, Michael Cole. Um, well, give credit where credit's due. He's been with the company for almost 23 years. 
So though I really want to furl sometimes when he announces certain things or certain phrases, such as when it's a six-woman tag match, these three men... <laughs> oh, when you can't uh, learn Nikki Cross... Well, go ahead, Lady Wynn. It's a wonder Renee hasn't put his head through the announce table yet. I'm surprised Renee hasn't grabbed a toilet from the backstage area. Put her head in the toilet and flushed it over and over and over again. Why? Because sometimes Michael Cole's phrasings about... Okay, let's see. For 20 years, not 20 years total, entirely. Vintage Orton. Vintage Tyson. Is everything vintage to you? Do you know Michael Cole... Let me read you the definition of vintage, and you know I'm going to do this, folks, because I've read definitions from Google before. And not only that, I have an actual dictionary sitting right in front of me, okay? Vintage. The year or place in which wine, especially wine of high quality, was produced. Like, are you serious, dude? I I find it funny that you're (laughs) – vintage. Yeah, it's relating or denoting wine of high quality. So is Michael Cole saying that Randy Orton is like a fine wine? I mean, that makes sense. Or when he, out of nowhere, for the umpteenth fucking time. Does he know how to say anything else, D-Train? Oh, that, you know, I'm trying to figure out, but I'm not focusing on totally on his announcing style. When he sat next to Jerry Lawler, he said, do you have any WrestleMania memories? Look here, you little stain. Jerry Lawler, his legendary status back in Tennessee, back when wrestling existed on, you know, the stomping grounds or the fairgrounds in Nashville, which I have visited, by the way, and I actually met Jerry in Memphis. It was funny because I was with Kurt Gannon on a road trip for RSWA or whatever the fuck. I was there, okay, and met Jerry at his restaurant. Really nice guy. Got to take a picture with – or not take a picture, but I wanted to. Um, But for him – to come to this reunion was very special. Um, let's see who else. Christian. I forgot to mention Christian, although I would, it was funny because he was sitting at the announce table and he goes, well, you know, who do you think is better, you or Edge? And he goes, well, obviously me because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, folks, people were doing what they seldom say they're going to do in professional wrestling. And that is called having a blast. You know, just having fun. Because wrestling can be serious. It can be funny. It can be a lot of things. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Bray Wyatt came out and gave Mick Foley mandible call. Mick. Yikes. For introducing, yeah, introducing the uh, 24-7 championship. I hate to say this. I love you, my friend. But you kind of deserve that mandible claw because the Universal Championship, or yeah, really ugly. The 24 7 Championship makes me think it's the million dollar championship evolved and ugly, and it's, ugh, jeez. 
Folks, mm-hmm. I didn't say Mick was a great fashion designer or a leather interior designer. Oh, my God. A, a wrestling championship belt should not be one that looks like you could just kick it up. I'm the 24-7 champion, you know. Only Kane and Daniel Bryan are still tag team partners. That'd be funny. Team Hell No. Anyways, folks, the fourth <laughs> minute uh, is up uh, and off the rails and censored begins. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already done so, I know a lot of you have unsubscribed, but, you know, you can keep it for these reasons. NXT, NXT TakeOver, uh, the occasional pay-per-view that'll make you feel good. Hopefully WrestleMania 36 is not a bomb. But if you go to WWE.com, click under Network, subscribe for $9.99. If you haven't subscribed yet, I don't want to fucking hear it. But subscribe to WWE.com. Why? Or WWE Network? That, you know, Lady Lynn, would you like to tell our listeners how they can obtain a WWE preloaded card and where they can find oh, yes, it? Yes, B Train. I certainly will. If you're like Lady Lynn and you don't have a credit card, then you can go to your nearest GameStop, Walmart, Best Buy, 7 Eleven, CVS Pharmacy. And pick up a WWE Network card for twenty nine ninety nine. Three months worth of the WWE Network, giving you access to all the great shows, NXT, catch up on past Raws and SmackDowns, pay per views from every wrestling era, and all kinds of original content such as WWE Ride Along, The Edge and Christian Show, Table for Three, and many others. You can also catch, you know, okay, folks, if you don't want to do it and you want to go all in for AEW, that's fine. I don't care. But don't be a dickbag about it. You know, be cordial. If you don't want to subscribe to WWE Network, please do not post on Facebook, which is, okay, all all right, gloves are off tonight, folks. If you have any children that are in the room, I suggest you put headphones on them. Do you know why? Because my show has explicit language. Suggestive language, no. Suggestive meaning, fuck you, damn you, you piece of shit. See, language like that. Also, this show, Off the Rails Uncensored, is copyrighted and legally copyrighted. For each use of the word or the phrase, Off the Rails Uncensored, you will owe me $45, dearest and dearest pies. Monkeys in the truck. Hit my new music, if you will, please. Thank you, dig it.
Okay, so Lady Lynn and I both grew up with territories and professional wrestling, a.k.a. the NWA, WCCW, which then turned into WCW. Just a lot of... A lot of territories, man. A lot of this, that, the others, and wondering, well, how are we going to compete with ECW? How are we going to compete with all the other territories once upon a time? Boss Man said to himself, and Boss Man being... Vinnie Mac. Well, it's one thing for the old man to sit there and say, I'm going to compete. And we're going, we're not going away without a fight. And, well, we'll see. I mean, I got to look at the ratings to see if they actually went back up in a month because in a month, um, let me point out the shortcomings. I hate doing this. It went from sixteen million four hundred thousand to eight million one hundred thousand. That's a lot of uh, less viewers, and people were stating they didn't want to see Ronda. Now Ronda's coming back. So please, guys, quit killing your own company because I one day would like to see somebody on the main roster suplexing people. The Kingdom Come. And folks, he knows more than one suplex. Well, who am I referring to? And I know I've plugged him a lot. He's a brother in arms in this sport we call professional wrestling, this Ragnarok, this craziness, this chaotic field of energy. In professional wrestling, when someone says, I can do a suplex, Lesnar, you fucking dickbag, fucking filthy, disgusting, brutal, bottom-feeding can't suplex his own dick. How how can you guys say that you guys are gonna fight? I you know at this point, AEW it, it starts its airings on TNT in October. How did I find out this information? Well, it's posted on the fucking website. And it'll be interesting to see if WWE can keep elevating their shit. You know, tonight was here and there. Like I said, John Cena rapping with the Usos didn't really care for that, so I moved on. I had a lot of uh, question marks about who was going to show up. Lunger Blaze, you should have burned the 24-7 championship. You would have heard a lot of cheers. Man, he would have done, done all that fans a favor. Because yeah, the fucking titles that they had come up with, like, okay, why couldn't you just say the hardcore championship? Because they put it in the Hall of Fame. Whatever. No. The 24-7 championship is... They only know how to do roll-ups because most of it's in the back and it's on concrete. So you really can't do anything back there. What happened to the days when people used to smash the shit out of each other? Not east, like all the time, but I remember seeing somebody on one of those, not greats, but it was, a, well, it was a wooden platform, if you will. Okay. 
the hardcore championship was like the 24-7 championship, except for Crash Holly, got, you know, he was naked at one point, I remember. And uh, unfortunately for Mr. Crash Holly, he was getting the massage. He ended up getting an unwanted happy ending. Not that happy ending, but he was naked, folks. And by the way, God rest his soul. But that was very similar to the version of the twenty four champion or twenty four seven championship now. Will the question is I'm getting off topic here. Will WWE be able to put up a fight against AEW? You know why I answered to that? Yeah, I believe they can. Because they're not just gonna lay down. They're not just gonna say, Oh yeah, AEW's the best. We're going to let them roll all over our company. They already have folks ran circles around WWE as far as attendance goes. But as far as when someone mentions wrestling, I hate to say this, you know, I I like the people in AEW and I think that it's a great company that's going to grow and it's going to give WWE the biggest fits in their lives. But when no one knows who the fuck you are, when you mention, okay, wrestling fans do, I get that. But I'm very back and forth between WWE. And I'm also back and forth between AEW with what both of them are doing. They did a phenomenal thing for their latest, their last pay-per-view. But I can guarantee you... Who you know the most mainstream wrestling is known WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW is called All Elite Wrestling. You ask a few people who haven't watched wrestling in years, what's AEW? So you have to explain it to them. It's All Elite Wrestling. That's Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho. They, oh, Jericho's there. I didn't know that. Little tidbits are going to help AEW and one TNT. Like, I didn't know wrestling existed on TNT anywhere. It hasn't existed since WCW. Also, on Sci-Fi, or actually Spike gave ECW a few plugs and pulls back in the day. But the question is, folks, will Mr. McMahon and Hunter and Stephanie Owen, will they stand up? Will they measure up? Or compete, I should say. Will they be able to compete with AEW? That remains to be seen. Because I have not, I have, in my wildest dreams, I thought it was hallucinating when I saw a crowd from top to bottom in Tampa, Florida, fill that arena. Was it because it was a reunion show? I don't know. But. I'm a bit perplexed. My head is still trying to wrap around the fact that WWE actually sold out an arena. I mean, the capacity for... Go ahead, Lady Lynn. It's still mind-blowing, D-Train. As I said, I don't think I've seen a Raw with a capacity crowd for... A long time. The Amelie Arena was completely 
And that arena is sold out, right? So 20,500 fans. That's kind of a record for WWE. And, and as far as arena attendance goes, um, could it have been, you know, the fact that Hogan was there, Austin, Flair, all the legends, except for The Undertaker, you know, Kevin Nash was there, uh, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, whatever he went by that night. But the consensus was, yeah, are they going to fight? We'll see. It wasn't a sarcastic, we'll see. It was, we'll see if WWE actually plays along and actually goes with some of the plans that they have concocted or come up with to help their company. Again, you know, I've seen WWE in their good days, their bad days, and their even worse days. By that, folks, I'm telling you, the attendance after 2004, after Benoit went to his grave... Not just because of him. It's the fucking style that was shoved down our throats. Or not style, the uh, the, uh, the mood, the bookings of constant is either hot potato or past the potato, which was the WWE championship. It was, it went. Seth, and then it went. Roman, and finally it was Dean's turn. After that, it was just hot potato between Roman Reigns, John Cena, Cena, Roman Reigns. Oh, and then my own personal favorite, Lesnar. If you guys want advice, or not advice, if you guys want suggestions from fans of Friendly Suggestion, don't have a great show and then kill it in the end by killing it. I mean... He had Brock Lesnar come off the bench and literally... It's like having somebody go into a basketball game and they don't really do anything except for, you know, maybe come in in the fourth quarter back there if the time was, you know, a minute and 46 seconds and bitches about having a sore knee or a sore leg. Lesnar bitches about social anxiety, folks. And that's sad because, you know, I am not saying or speak for everyone who has this disability. But I'm bipolar manic and I hate people in some instances because some of them are freaking grubbers for certain things, say on air. But I will say this. Please, for the love of God, continue to carry this momentum because you're going to – WWE is going to need that momentum when it goes – Toe to toe, no, because they made they have had physical contracts now with Fox, and they will not sign them unless they have higher ratings. So if you lose money for Fox, boy, you're fucked out of a deal. Do you want to go back to TNN? You know, Spike TV. It was fine. You know, the ratings were fine up until a certain point when Bischoff was there and Heyman was running SmackDown. I just, I'm curious how they're going to handle things because, yes, AEW may not be well-known. Tony Khan's one of the owners. Jericho's one of the owners. Rhodes, the Rhodes brothers both have a hand in this. Uh, 
I think one of the main things you have to watch out for as fans is which ones have already jumped ship. That's a lot of people, man. Um, if you're asking me this question, and this is so Daryl, you're asking this question, where are you from? Are you from Baltimore, Maryland? Okay. Your question to me is, do I think AEW will obliterate WWE? I don't know that. I can already tell you, attendance-wise, they're selling out arenas, and they're, they're a shiny new toy, and then not only that, but they're the toy that everyone wants to play with, everyone wants to take a look at, because it's brand new, okay? WWE is like that old toy, like Andy in Toy Story. He, gets, he got played with by Andy, or Woody got played with by Andy, and once he got done playing with him, put him on the shelves. Well, WWE's putting themselves on the shelves, and to answer your question, dude, I believe that I don't think AEW will blow them out the water. I think that you're going to see a lot of new things happening slowly but surely because they were asked by Fox to drop the PG label. I would have a clip for Oh Happy Day. Because honestly, folks, I'm even sick and tired of hearing promo, 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 talk, 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 blah, 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 fuck you. <sighs> and the horse you... And the horse you rode in on. It's just... I I believe... No, I know... That WWE is going to put up a fight. Because if track record hasn't told you about what happened with WCW... Yes, it was different times. And yes, if Sting left... Would the Undertaker streak have meant anything? Undertaker versus Goldberg. There's an interesting theory out online that if the Undertaker left WWE, would he have beaten Sting? You don't know. You honestly, at this point, are telling ourselves... I'm decided on AEW. I already cut out my subscription, some of you. And then, well, I'll keep my subscription, but I watch certain programming. Like me, Lady Lynn, we decided we wouldn't watch so much main unless it was replays of old pay-per-views and old moments. Are we living in the past? Um, no, it's called remembering what made professional wrestling a sport that we all can enjoy, not something that we wanted to just hurl something at the fucking screen. Not just the whole Lesnar incident. It's been a lot. Um, YWE was not as successful as it could be currently right now. So, like, for example, I'm sure some people don't recall this, but Wade Barrett... He had a nice little group called the Nexus. It was definitely one of those times in which a lot of people point the finger at John Cena. He was just doing what he was told. Okay. You can't, or you can, debate whether he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. 
Uh, he uh, he tied Ric Flair's record for most championships won. It's because he never he'll never see it as this as a company favorite. I was never company favorite. I liked all the men and women I worked with, which is true. Cena liked the people he worked with, but don't tomfoolery yourself with this shit because Cena was the new Hogan. Hogan had a bad reputation in the past with some of the boys in the back. Have we forgiven Hogan? Yes. What does this have to do with will they put up a fight? Well, let's see. If WWE wanted to go a certain direction as far as creative goes, I don't speak for creative, but my God, (laughs) there's several things wrong with the way things are now. In some instances, in some instances, not. You want to give fans something to remember you by? And here's the thought. Stop forcing your viewpoints of what will be successful in some some instances. For example, Kofi Kingston as champion, great idea. Is he believable? No. Didn't matter. Everybody wanted him to win against Daniel Bryan because there has to be a fucking payoff to all the build that was going on before WrestleMania. So please keep in mind, if I critique something, it's going to be different than Lady Lynn's critique or Granny Hulkster's critique of the company. All I can say is it's about damn time. That WWE drops that stupid PG label. And most of you will blame Cena for it. And that's not... Oh, I'm sorry, Lady Wynn. Am I boring you? No, no. You're not boring me, D-Train. It's just thinking about the PG era bores me. It bores me, too. Anyways... The the thing is, folks, whenever people sit and think and blame the whole thing on John Cena, no, it's the writers, it's the people around him that made everyone want to fall asleep, everyone want to say, okay, enough is enough, and in the immortal words of Owen Hart, it's time for a change. Because honestly, folks, he could, he could, you know, John Cena put himself through a spotlight. Remember, Big Show put him through a spotlight. He, you know, Cena is known to have super strength, and some say, well, he's super saiyan, he's super. I don't care. Honestly, I stopped caring about throwing darts at his pictures and doing all kinds of funny things, like, you know, teasing the fact that. He only faced all the members of the Shield and beat them, and he faced Bray Wyatt, and they said, well, I put him over. Yeah, after the fucking fact that you knew you were going to leave. That's what partially kills WWE, and I say partially because they'll make comebacks from time to time. Will that help? Will they be able? We'll put up a fight. Yeah, we'll see. Because better not fall into the trap of we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, no, dude, I hope and I pray that Vince doesn't fall under the same goddamn trap he fell into the last fucking time 
with WCW and that was, well, actually success? <laughs> no. I hope he doesn't fall for the trap of, well, they like this person. Let's overdo them and let's overbook them and put them in position to be like, okay, we have Alexa Bliss versus Bailey for the umpteenth time. Now, unfortunately, we have Ember Moon versus that tree hugger. Um, sorry, folks, I am not a big fan of Bailey. I, I think that she's a great competitor. I think that she does wonderful things. Uh, but, you know, she's just as bad as Sasha. Well, she's a little bit better. People will quit fucking crowding her during autograph time or non-autograph time. That'd be great. Also, anyways, moving forward. You want to say you're going to put up a fight. I cannot wait to see what kind of fight Mr. McMahon and, and the others put up against AEW. Why? Because they got a pay-per-view, folks. This pay-per-view sold more tickets than Monday Night Raw. Now, granted, the Emily Arena in Tampa has only a 20,500-person capacity. AEW is going into this, folks, completely blind. No, they know what they're doing. So you know the fucking fight's going to be brutal. It's going to get personal. This is professional wrestling. Don't expect it to be sunshine and daisies like the current gen. Because the current generation, some of them are educated, some of them are not. What does it have to do with them winning? Well, certain fans have already split their opinions and said, AEW is it for me. They actually give us what we want with Joey Janela and Moxley and Hangman Page. Or, man, I'm glad I see these Japanese wrestlers here, the Jushin Thunder Liger versus the Tajirian Ring of Honor. That was a damn good match. Now, are damn good matches going to be eternally forever? No. Will that help WWE in a sense? Yes, because longevity is more important than certain things in professional wrestling. Longevity means that WWE has been around for almost... Well, if you count Vince Sr., almost 40 years. And why would I watch old shit from the 80s and 90s for, uh, you know, WWE Network? Well, to tell you the truth, that's kind of why I keep it, so I can watch In Your House or I can watch WrestleMania. But I, I believe, there, my firm belief is WWE will fight, and they will not hesitate to get their hands dirty when it comes to these new ratings wars. They're not even going to compete, folks. WWE wanted to go head-to-head. Would that drive them out of business? No, look, people have been trying to do that for years. And I've watched AEW, by the way, so don't sit there and say that I haven't. Which one? Okay, Joe Janela versus Moxley. And Moxley took off his shoes and socks and put thumbtacks on the poor guy, he did some, yeah, then pile driving, he slammed him on top of the tax, he put his feet, put Joe Janela's bare feet into these thumbtacks, and you hear him squeal like a little girl, oh, and by the way, the battle royal had all in it, you know, all in, or double or nothing, in Las, yeah, double or nothing in Las Vegas, AEW's already coming out with unique themes for battle royals, they're they're keeping the their audience intrigued. Like I said earlier, if you do all your over the top shit to compensate 
you know, for being a new wrestling company, boy, you're going to have issues. But I was wrong. They didn't gig, you know, with the Young Bucks versus Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes in the ladder match for the inaugural AEW Tag Team Championships. The Young Bucks is kind of like undisputed and a half, kind of like the, um, well, the original club, if you will. But I will say this. If WWE is smart and they sign some new faces, actually they bring some people up from NC like Robbie E., well, maybe not so much Vanessa Bourne or Aaliyah. They are terrible. Mia Yim would be a great choice. Boost up the women's division. So, okay, well, let's see. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai. They can bring the women up occasionally. I mean, you don't have to bring up every single person's name off the fucking roster. But WWE could do a lot of things to improve their shit so that they could actually start competing with AEW. Now, AEW has the magic in getting the audience to react. That's a huge, huge deal in professional wrestling. WWE, it took all the way to Tampa to get a sold-out crowd. And the cameraman was even showing it from top-level tier nosebleed to middle section to lower level to front row. It was we'll put a- packed. Yeah, it was packed for the first time, and I'm surprised they didn't announce the attendance. So, attendance is key. You know, if they're going to put up, if WWE is going to put up a fight against AEW and what they stand for, then attendance should be a thing. Because without attendance, you can't get shirt sales and all the other sales to go up. The quarterly sales were low in 2018. But I'm not talking about quarterly sales. I'm talking about actually fucking enjoying the product that Lady Lynn, myself, and others grew up watching. You have to be you have to be serious about certain things. If you're the head of the fucking ship, you need to understand how to steer that ship. You need to give great leadership qualities. And I think Mr. McMahon, despite him being in the position that he's in right now, he's been through this kind of war before. Where guys felt like it was, you know, the right moment for them to come back. I mean, I've been to live shows where it's barely even full. The AEW with Cody Rose is that we're not going to overdo things. We're just going to keep it simple, stupid. That's what you want from professional wrestling companies to say, we're going to keep things simple. I think that's what some fans are just like, is just be able to follow shit instead of get confused. Now, I know the Legends probably didn't want to do the whole 24-7 title bit, but I don't, you know, like I said, they probably thought it was just fun and not a chore come back and fucking work because if you can't enjoy your job why show up we'll fight yeah we'll see that's all I'm going to tell you all is because every time that someone says in professional wrestling I'm going to fight I'm going to do it sometimes it comes true and sometimes it doesn't but we'll see folks 
if WWE can put up a fight against AEW, which have the roles reversed? Is Vince McMahon the new Eric Bischoff in this instance? I don't think so. Vince knows how to be resourceful, not just him, but Hunter and the other people that are staffed in WWE knows exactly what they're doing. Well, folks, I'm running out of time, plus I got to get ready for, you know, sleepy sleep. And, uh, well, tomorrow, join in the show and the fun, 5 30, or 6.30, 5.30 Central Time. Be sure to tune in, call in, say whatever you want, but make sure you keep it wrestling appropriate. No political discussions, religious discussions, or any of said nature. Those of you that try it, all I'm going to do is block your number and have a nice day, as Mick Foley put it so eloquently. Well, that does it for me tonight. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me what you will, but don't call this lady crazy. All right, folks, and in honor of the reunion show, happy birthday, heartbreak, and if and I can't say these catchphrases because they're copyrighted, so I'm just going to follow my own suit. All right, toodles, bitches. Good night. Take it. Personality, the cultural personality.